has come. War Games! Your son hooked. Why the hell is he not training with you, but he's training with me? Here and now, Mike Rocket and Travis the Walker Anderson. Uh, El Jefe should, should be joining us very soon. He's uh, he's cooking a turkey, which brings me to my next point. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Luckily for you, unlucky for me, because we don't get to eat two turkey dinners a year. <laughs> Meh. Oh. I don't know why we love our food. And well, actually, no, you're not allowed to eat meat anymore. Mm. Okay. Ooh, that, that sucks. Congratulations to our new knowledge and promo champions. We crowned two champions last week. Alex Dorio, uh, of course, was crowned champion after the Phoenix was stripped and then survived all challengers and the winner of the microphone standoff. The microphone standoff. Had to give Mike one last chance to do that. <laughs> King Mo finally got it done. Fourth time was a charm for one of the Max Wrestling horsemen, Moses Marquez. Congratulations, Moses. And Travis, yeah. you sly dog. The man <laughs> behind the mask. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, it is what it is. It certainly was what it was. <laughs> it was me all along. <laughs> it was me all along. Yeah, I still didn't put that soundbite in. And... <laughs> You know what? Ain't it incredible how Facebook has this feature called an activity log? And what what it does oh. is it shows you everything you've ever posted, liked, or commented on. So obviously there's no trace of something you've allegedly done, right? Incredible. Absolutely. Lies, yeah, it, as usual. It, it, if anybody has their doubts, please contact me or Desi Lee. There's uh, screen recordings and screenshots, and I have full access and I, it was not my intention as to be Alexander to hurt anybody's feelings or sabotage anyone or anything negative. It was supposed to be fun and just fuck with my good friends. Absolutely. Well, first um, of all, you me, man. I was sleeping. I was on my bed, and all of a sudden, here comes a camera, man. I'm in my bed, man. I'm in my bed. I feel like oh, Drew sleeping in my now, bed. Now, now when I uh, video called you as Alexander, I almost messed up because I, I, it was so hard to not laugh 
And, like, I was laughing so fucking hard. I was rolling in the kitchen. And, like, I, it was freaking hilarious to me. <laughs> I hate your guts, man. <laughs> Most people do. It's okay. I forgive you. No. Hey, it's okay. I forgive you. <laughs> I'm like JR, man. Oh, son of a bitch. Yeah, now this is the last time I'm going to mention it because every time I think we've moved on, the fucking guy keeps popping up and I'm done. Mike, you've known me several years now. You know if I cut someone out of my life, there's a very good reason. That is correct. Okay, in the last six months, I've had to put up with this bullshit while losing two uncles, almost losing my job and losing a fucking baby, okay? So this is the first and last time I'm going to acknowledge the situation. Move on, grow the fuck up, play with your new friends while they last, okay? And stop using the Phoenix to contact me because he's too polite to press block. How you doing? Keep him moving. Right. It seems kind of dumb to do this because it all happened before Survivor Series. But nonetheless, let's take a trip back to Friday night, recharge those batteries, and it's time to recap the smack. I'm already thinking of closing the stream as Smackdown opens with the Street Profits and poor Big E is still doing stupid comedy shit. But anyway, multiple tag teams hit the ring and we end up with yet another excuse to shove the Street Profits down our throats as they team with Raw's New Day to defeat Rude, Ziggler, Sami Zayn and King Corbin. Daniel Bryan makes his return with a fresh hipster haircut looking for revenge on Jey Uso. Meanwhile, Otis is chosen by Adam Pearce as the final member of Team Smackdown. Speaking of Team Smackdown, Pierce selected Bailey to join the women's team while Natalia had to earn her way by defeating um, Tamina. May as well have just handed it to Natty as well, but okay. Drew McIntyre showed up once again because we're given zero fucks about the draft this week. For some reason, we need a contract signing for a champion versus champion match that's already set in stone, as Roman Coles drew a secondary world champion girl. After months and months and months and months and months of build-up, Murphy finally faces Seth Rollins with the Mysterios at ringside. A very strong showing for Murphy and a clean and decisive win. Longtime rivals Sasha Banks and Asuka also come face to face, but Carmella attacked Sasha once again as Asuka just stood back and watched. Finally in the main event, Daniel Bryan did get his revenge with a win over Jey Uso, but yeah, let's put Otis in the Survivor Series team and leave Bryan off the show. Good call. And that was SmackDown. Makes no fucking sense. <laughs> the fact that Daniel Bryan comes back with that haircut beats Jey Uso, but hey, Otis! Let's face it, Daniel Bryan is a hipster. He's all that about is... saving the planet and, you know, whatever the whole... No, was it? Uh, tofu. Tofu, yes. Yeah. Tofu. Fuck, fuck the tofu. <laughs> Dude, he's like Doug. He's like Doug Funny. Ooh, wee, ooh, killer tofu. He's like the Beats, man. <laughs> killer tofu. I mean, everybody obviously already knows all this about SmackDown because we've had Survivor Series since then, but, you know. Um, overall... Can't really complain about Survivor Series. There wasn't really anything that I thought, what the fuck is that all about? Other than, I mean, Seth Rollins literally does not want to work with Matt Riddle. <laughs> well, he does that. For the greater I was, good. I was about to say, hey, uh, this is the first pay-per-view that I've actually watched since, of WWE since WrestleMania. Oh, I, oh wow. I mean, SummerSlam was pretty good. 
Yeah, pass. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, so Seth didn't want to work with Riddle. He's also got responsibilities at home. You know, Becky could pop any minute right now. Um, but you, the, the problem now is they've got to somehow write it into the story for when he comes back. So what was the greater good? You sacrifice yourself and SmackDown got whitewashed. Yeah, I honestly thought that they were going to take the win. Like, okay, so he sacrificed himself. All right, we got to work harder. We got to work better. <laughs> we got to be a team and then go to town on them. But nope, that did not fucking nope. happen. Raw gets a clean sweep. Um, I mean, you you could kind of see towards the end of the match that it was going that way to uh, get Jey Uso into trouble. God knows what Roman's going to do on Friday. I think the only good thing about it is if we get the next pay-per-view, I believe, is uh, TLC, right? Yes. I think the only good for me that comes out of it is if we get Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan for the title. Yeah. I'm also kicking myself as well because for weeks before we did the predictions last week, we were saying how uh, Lana's going to be the sole survivor, like Nia's going to put it through the table and they're going to forget about it. It didn't go down that way, but she was the sole survivor and we completely forgot about it last week. And we all pretty much said the SmackDown women were going to take it. Damn it. I know. I know. But, hey, look at it like this, man. If they keep going the way they're doing, maybe we could see Asuka and Lana as the Raw Women's Tag Team Champions. Well, for, for a second, I thought that the, uh, the match this week was for the titles, but obviously it wasn't. Um, nope. I mean, yeah, I can see them doing that. Here's the thing. She's being, even though people are like, oh, you know, she's getting, she's getting this because, you know, the heat with Miro, Miro won't shut the fuck up. But I look at it like this. She's at least on TV and getting booked like, you know, like in a prominent position while Miro's over here playing video games. Uh You know what I'm saying? Absolutely sucking. So, I mean, so shut the fuck up, people. Yeah. Uh, I mean, um, TLC as well will also be like a week before the maxi. So we're going to be predicting that. Um, like 10 days before. Uh, but I think we've also got Final Resolution the same week. Yes. Or is it, yeah? Oh, no, December 12th. So that'll be... That's actually going to be a freaking Tuesday, isn't it? Tuesday? Oh, no, no, yes. it is a Saturday. Yeah, so that's the week Saturday. before. So we're going to have Final Resolution predictions, and then the week after we're going to be predicting TLC. I love these double pay-per-view bookings. I don't really because it meant last week that I only held the predictions title for seven days. <laughs> Travis, nice. man. Four consecutive events, defenses, you're still predictions champion. I think um, in less than a week you're going to break the record, which is kind of impossible to do because we've always got a pay-per-view to predict. Well, I mean, I remember at the beginning of all of this, uh, once we started the predictions title you said it's the champion's choice what we predict because i was trying to since we were starting to get real heavy into impact i was like all right well i mean if yeah, you but want I mean, when we, we could do it. like <laughs> i was gonna say if you want there is a special you know next week yes. winter is coming oh yeah dynamite yeah but, I mean, are we yeah. counting as a pay-per-view? <laughs> um, the thing is, as well, when we introduced a prediction title, we really weren't that much into Impact yet, but obviously we address it, we discuss it every week now, so we're all fully into it, so 
Oh, oh, hold on. Wait, really quickly. I apologize for interrupting you, but do you realize when the last final resolution was for Impact? Oh, I'm going to say 2016. No, the last final resolution was 2013. Do you remember the big match that was on it? I, no, 2013 was a very bad year as far as I'm concerned for Impact, so I don't really remember much of it. Okay, so the that last was when I kind of started winding down from it. Yeah, so the last final resolution it was in 2013, main evented by Magnus versus Jeff Hardy in the Dixieland match in the final uh, round. Oh, shit. Yeah, Dixieland so, match. Uh, yeah, we're going to hang the belt above the stage for you to climb the ladder and get it. What? Yep, the Dixieland match. Oh, man, that sucked. And yep, it did. You know, the worst thing about that whole uh, storyline was AJ obviously had the replica, you can tell. Because the replica of the TNA world title is shinier and heavier. Trust me, it's heavier. <laughs> I've seen you hold it, Dazzy Davis. Yes. The, yeah, there's a very, very, very obvious difference between those two titles. And AJ obviously had the the, uh, the replica. So it didn't really work as well as like when WWE do like Razor and Sean, Punk and Cena. They have the exact same belts. Sami Zayn and uh, Jeff Hardy. But I yes, I remember was- it now. That was also around the time where I thought it was ridiculous because I think they had that Maximum Impact tour right after that. And I'm like, yeah. so you're having to go back to his hometown in the UK and he's the heel? Like, are you kidding me right now? They're going to cheer him because, you know, he's the hometown boy. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we did throw some booze at him, you know, just for fun. But uh, yeah, it was so stupid. Like, I think he was literally the first ever British person to win a major world title. Yes, TNA is a major world title. Shut up. Um, <laughs> and like, He was. A couple of weeks before they come over to the UK, they make him the biggest heel in the company. What? Mm-hmm. Assholes. Assholes. Now, yeah, that's going back a bit. On to Raw, as the men's Survivor Series team celebrate their win, Adam Pearce was about to announce the next challenger for McIntyre before Strowman just randomly lost his shit. For all he knew, Adam Pearce was going to announce him, but he just goes, You just should be me. And then headbutt Adam Pierce. This could be me. Adam! Yes. I, I don't watch Raw. I don't watch SmackDown. Who is Adam Pierce? The WWE He's, he's, a he's kind of a producer, but they've kind of quietly made him the on screen personnel authority figure. Yeah, he so he's kind of like a GM. Yeah, just yeah. not without saying he's a GM. He oh. used to wrestle in a Ring of Honor for a little bit before he came. Well, no, I think he retired, but he used to wrestle in Ring of Honor a lot. He's a former professional wrestler. It's him and uh, Pat Buck, who trains a lot of the guys for Creative Pro in New Jersey, along with Brian Myers, a.k.a. Kurt Hawkins. But, yeah, they're both wrestlers or former wrestlers. Gotcha. Pat Buck is the one that got Samoan dropped and beat up by Nia Jax. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, the dude that looks like Sam fucking Roberts. Sam fucking Roberts. <laughs> used to be, you, know what's, you know what's funny about Pat Buck? Do you know what his original name used to You know what his nickname used to be when he was a wrestler? Was it Sam fucking Roberts? No. When he was well, when he was Pat Buck wrestling as Pat Nate, he was Platinum Pat Buck. Platinum Pat. Okay. Platinum Pat Robert, Buck. Was he rich or something? No, he was just, it was just, that was the gimmick. He was Platinum Pat Buck. I don't know why, but I just remember he was Platinum Pat Buck. Was he, he wrestled- shiny? I think he was shiny, yeah, but he wrestled okay. a lot on the Northeast. And I think he actually had, was under oh. WWE supplemental contract back in the day. Well, the front of his head is sure shiny. 
all the hair's kind of gone to the back, but I digress. Yes. <laughs> um, due to those actions, of course, Braun Strowman has been, quote, suspended. Um, and he goes on Twitter and just goes on a tirade, why am I suspended? And it's just like, uh, you you headbutted an official for no reason? Yeah. And then he's complaining about, you know, earning a title shot. And I'm like, you literally had a world title three months ago. Yes. You know what that reminds me of? Remember remember when Kurt Angle was the gym? Kurt, I haven't done enough. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, okay, you were second choice because Roman decided to go home. But they didn't have to pick you. You weren't even in their plans. They picked you just for the fuck of it. Being an ungrateful fucking child. Ungrateful bastards. Yeah. So the rumor, well, I mean, we'll get to the actual triple threat match that we've got next week. But the rumor is uh, that that's not going to mean anything because Braun is going to be the number one contender anyway when he comes back. If that may, or or at TLC anyway. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, so, the tag title rematch from Survivor Series ends in a, no, a bullshit double countout. Then MVP urges the referee and New Day to restart the match, and then New Day win anyway. I'm sick of this shit. I'm tired of it. I'm tired this, of it. This is why I didn't, I mean, I probably need to rewatch it because everybody says it was an amazing match, but this is why I didn't care about it at Survivor Series. Don't care about New Day winning all the time. Don't care about them being tag team champions all the time. And I fucking hate the Street Profits. Everybody knows that. But apparently it was a good match. So maybe I'll give it a rewatch and just... And it was a good match, Daz. It was a very, very good match with the Street Profits. They looked like a million dollars. Well, I saw Montez almost get a damn concussion from Kofi. Oh, my God. He stood on the outside and Kofi comes flying at him like a motherfucker. It was brutal. (laughs) Or Montez. But no, the thing is, too, with the New Day, I'm just like, I'm tired of them. Well, we're, all, we're always going to put the tag titles on the New Day. I was waiting for the Hurt Business to win. It was a, sh- it was a schmaz in the beginning. You know, the double count out, and then, you know, they didn't want to win like this, and then they lose, and it's just... I was waiting for Shelton and Cedric to win the tag titles. I was hoping, but they didn't do that. So I'm interested to see what the direction they go with is for the New Day's next challenger. Yeah, I'm absolutely wrong, Carl. I mean, if you're going to set it up for a rematch... And then have another rematch immediately after, or restart the match or whatever. Why? Why retain? What? What's the point? Or they could do a TLC tag match or a ladder match for the tag titles at TLC. I'm Sheldon, ho- crazy shit. I'm hoping that's where it goes. Um, yeah, Shelton and Cedric definitely should be tag team champions. Like, what a new day now! Ten time tag team champions, and that was another thing. We're gonna break up New Day, but hey, Big E's gonna accompany them to the ring anyway. Well, you know, it's like when Bradshaw was fighting Scott Hall in the first draft for Backlash, and then here comes Ron Simmons Rook after they split up the APA. Yeah, this is why people just think the draft doesn't mean shit. Doesn't. I mean, obviously I get it. It was just to promote Gears of War, but... Eh. Okay. So you're taking it back. The gear, I'm gears so disturbed war. by that. <laughs> I am so freaking disturbed by that. I it used to look like love a that weird... And it just looked like a weird end of game boss with six limbs. It's like it's like they came out. All right, so when I was watching Survivor Series and the New Day comes out, I'm like, "What the hell happened?" It looked like damn Fortnite threw up on Gears of War. I'm like, "What the <laughs> fuck?" 
Yeah. Yes, it's more annoying though because they had this big emotional farewell. You know, they were all crushed when Biggie got drafted to SmackDown and the other two got drafted to Raw. And then they just keep doing stuff like this. So it's like, what's changed? Apart from them not being on the same show every week. Uh, I digress. Don't I would be. just like to say, I, hold on, wait a minute, man. I still have my Gears of War hat. I hear y'all talk about Gears of Wars. I still have my friggin' like Skullcap from back in the day, and that was disappointing even just to see it, man. Y'all putting on me and my emotions right now because I used to love that hat. Of that hat. Like it, it hasn't even been a week, and I found Gears of War two, and I was playing it, you know, just like a few days ago. And, and, it, and I see this, and I'm like, bastards! Isn't it funny Assholes. how they uh, how they make a more realistic version of the New Day than the actual wrestling game did. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's fucking two K. Touche, touche, touche. Now moving on from Survivor Series, Dopey gets a victory over Fireface. For those that aren't up to date, that's uh, <laughs> Matt Riddle and Sheamus. <laughs> Firecrotch was taken, bro. <laughs> so um, I'm, I'm going to keep calling him Matt. Matt Riddle is the first person to earn a spot in next week's triple threat match to determine who faces Drew McIntyre, even though apparently it's going to be Braun Strowman anyway. Um, we then had Asuka taking on Lana because... Uh, oh, man. Reasons. Well, no, there was a reason. Um, <clears throat> Lana was so excited about being the sole survivor and everything, and for somehow Asuka got it into her head, okay, you want to face the champion, you can have a match with champion. Wait, 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 no, what? So, yeah. Lana kind of got herself into a hole there. Um, but it's quickly interrupted by Naya and Shayna. And as Naya attempts to put Asuka through a table, Lana saves her and we end up with a tag match. Uh, so this is the first week that Lana didn't go through a table. Nine and Nine one. And one. Nine, Nine and one, the streak is over. So Lana is in the Kirifuda clutch. Asuka rolls up Shayna for the win, and then Lana bolts like a motherfucker. <laughs> what didn't she Literally, like as soon as the bell rang, she was out of there. Deuces, what she said. She said deuces and ran for her life. <laughs> but I think Naya was behind the barricade, wasn't she? She, was, she wasn't even at ringside. She was behind the table. She went over the announce table. Oh, right? yeah, that's right. Yeah, and so then she pops up like, what the fuck just happened? That was a whole lot of women that went over the announce table. My goodness gracious. <laughs> it didn't break, though. It did not. So, um, with Matt Riddle in the triple threat match, he tried to do business with MVP backstage, uh, with MVP being an entrepreneur. <laughs> um, so he suggested Broger. The Broger. Uh, MVP is obviously very confused, and there was just a brilliant delivery from Matt Riddle as MVP goes, First things first, I'm not your bro. Aw. <laughs> Just like, aw. Aw. <laughs> um, so I eventually ended up with MVP saying, okay, so we can talk about your ideas, and if they don't work, we're gonna, if, they, if they work, we're going to do business. If they don't work, we're going to do business. Here's what they should do. If Matt Riddle wants to just have some yogurt, some bad, just go on down to Sweet Frog and get yourself some frozen yogurt. All right, Matt? You don't need no broger or nothing. Just take your ass down to Sweet Frog. <laughs> oh, man, I tried to think uh, Matt Riddle is an entrepreneur, though. Yeah. Can you imagine the commercials for it? 
Bro. <laughs> uh, in the second match to determine who enters the triple threat match, Lashley takes on Keith Lee. And it just this one ends confusingly as well because MVP just attacks Keith and gets Lashley DQ'd. What, what, what are you doing, MVP? You've already been screwed with the tag team titles earlier with a double count out. So, God rest your soul, he was channeling his inner Whitney Houston. He gets so emotional, baby. He got his emotions. Got <laughs> every time he thinks of you. Yep, every time I think of you. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Mike had to get the pop culture reference in there. Goddamn. Lashley advances to the triple threat match by DQ. So, so far it's Lashley and Matt Riddle. Um, now, we finally got a match between Alexa and Nikki. And it ends beautifully. As Alexa plays Possum by crying and then swerves Nikki with her sister Abigail. Can I she, say she's amazing? She's a great actress. It, it's just, it's perfect storytelling at its finest. You know, use the vulnerability factor. Then bada bing, give her. That wasn't even a friggin' sister Abigail. That was a flatliner, is what yeah, that was. That, much. was. that wasn't even a sister <laughs> Abigail. That was a flatliner. And then she just covers her in the very, you know, cutesy way. And also, by the way, we got to say some congratulations, man. Her and Ryan Cabrera. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Now... I forget it's Ryan Cabrera now, but okay, go ahead. Uh, this should come as no surprise. Death Rebel have done it again. What the fuck was that entrance music for Nikki Cross? It goes outside of the realm of her craziness, because she had a great theme that... <laughs> outside the realm, but ain't even in the same universe. It was just like happy and upbeat. I'm like, this is not Nikki Cross. That that what was music doing? for a rookie. Yes. Oh my god! For, for you put on John Cena slam smack and get that. Friggin' what am I? Generic, big generic man. It's like tuning into the Adams Family and they play the Save the Save by the Bell tune over it. It's a good comparison. Fucking deaf rebel. And finally, in the main event, it was AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. Um, obviously, wait, when was the last time they faced? WrestleMania. Oh yeah, of course. Um, well, that's what pissed me off because, like, this is a WrestleMania quality main event. I'm like, they wrestled at WrestleMania. <laughs> And Asshole. yeah, any other time it probably would have been a big match, but it was just a quality. Did you notice the botch? Did you notice the botch? Who botched? Good. So they're was doing the thing. No, it's the fiend spot. So the first spot oh. with the fiend where he pops up. All right. So they're going back in the ring and doing the spot. He cuts him off with the uh, with the phenomenal form. Right. Does the DDT? You can see. I saw it out of my peripheral. You see Bray Wyatt jump over the barricade. So he could get into position to the spot where he rises up from behind him to do the fiend spot, you know? Oh, boy. Well, it was a, a really cool finale, just like when he when he just pops up behind the barricade and then disappears. Like, yeah. literally in the next shot, Randy's looking over the barricade. And obviously, you know Bray's still there. <laughs> Randy's just mm -hmm. looking for him. <laughs> um, but yes, as you said, uh, the fiend distracts Orton by twice. Twice. Appear, appearing behind him, allowing AJ to hit the phenomenal forearm to join a triple threat match next week. They don't want none. 
Now I gotta ask, is AJ a face or a heel? Ah, who knows, man. He's a face in my eyes. I love it. <laughs> that well there we go. Triple threat match next week is Matt Riddle versus Lashley versus AJ Styles. And it's not gonna mean anything because like we said, apparently there's rumors that Braun Strowman is gonna get the title shot anyway. But we also know that Randy is definitely feuding with The Fiend, which is why we knew he wasn't going to beat Drew McIntyre last week. Uh, so there we go. Now, before we get into Impact, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you like and subscribe. If you're watching on Facebook, like and share. And whatever podcast platform you may be listening to, don't forget to follow or subscribe right now and take it to the max every week. And as we congratulate our new promo champion, who I believe has just joined us, Moses Marquez. Good morning. Good morning. Well, How's the turkey? Is the turkey cooking? Turkey is cooking as we speak. It took a heck of a lot longer than I than I thought. Travis smelling turkeys all around the world, including the one lovely in down all, all the way out here in lovely San Diego, California. You can smell what the champ <laughs> is smell cooking. Smell-o-vision. What the champ is cooking. That's the hey. that's the problem with recording this show outside, especially on Thanksgiving. <laughs> I'm outside and all I can smell is food, and I'm starving. <laughs> I mean, we've had cooking videos from Moses in the past. That's yeah. true. Quarantine cookout and such. <laughs> I've thought about bringing that stuff back. I don't know. That's like, I told my my uh, my stepdaughter. I said I need a camera person. She looked at me. Well, why me? I'm like, well. You know, you're it, it, you're a child. You know what you know what it means to have children, and and a lot of dads are going to agree with me. Slave labor, two things: free labor and cheap entertainment. <laughs> I can agree with that. There you go. Uh, well, like we said, congratulations! Uh, finally, the promo champion. Oh my lord! One more off the checklist. <laughs> Just one more to go. That's right. Yep. Um, but we also pay tribute to the former champion, the Demoness, who reigned dominantly for 230 days and will now be taking a well-earned break. She was so powerful to work through dark family times and deserves all the respect in the world for her loyalty. Um, she has vowed to return when all the dust is settled, but until then, we say thank you with this. Hello, mortals. the darkness we have made a point we struck fear in each and every one of you i've walked a dark and lonely road into places no one goes i've faced my life found the strength to keep the grief till i figure out the rest Spark the flame, let it turn to fire Can't take me down, I'll just push higher I am the broken hearted I am the lost departed I am, I am I am the one they talk about I am the fear and the doubt I am, I am <laughs> She has blown everybody away since day one. I've never seen anybody come into promo competition and gain so much support so quickly. She's broken every boundary to forever be a huge piece of match wrestling's history. So from your captain, 
from Mike, from Travis, Moses, the Kingpin, Robert, everybody. We thank you, Demoness. Hey, this is Tommy Dreamer, and you're listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast, giving you all your wrestling information to the extreme. So Impact this week kicks off with another match in the tournament to determine the new revamped Knockouts Tag Team Champions, and it begins with Kiera and Tasha getting a win over the Sea Stars. Uh, now, Mike, <laughs> Mike, you know everybody. Uh, can you fill us in on the Sea Stars? All right, Does well, he have to? Well, if there's a better person, find me. <laughs> well, I've had the pleasure and privilege of interviewing Ashley Vox and Delmi XO about two years ago. You know, it's the Team Sea Stars. They had a little bit of mermaid thing. They're both sisters in real life. They've teamed in the New England area for New England Championship Wrestling. Ashley Vox, we've seen appear on Impact against the Disco Inferno. We've seen Delmi and Ashley Vox also on the independent circuit. We've seen Ashley Vox on NWA television. She has been all around, and her and her sister are doing the damn thing. Is the Team Sea Stars, and we got to see them go against Kiera Hogan and Tasha Steeles. If you look at Ashley Vox and Delmi XO, I'll tell you straight up. These two girls got it. Ashley Vox is openly gay, and it's just, it's a beautiful thing, man. We got a lot of great talent in there, and it's also a new talent initiative for Impact Wrestling. But if I was to be completely honest and bottom line it, we've seen them a lot in the New England area. We've seen Ashley Vox appear on Impact and NWA television, but this is the first time they were actually seeing her sister Delmi with her on TV, so it's a beautiful thing, and I'm happy to see it. I didn't right, even know So, in sisters. other words, so, in other words, he needs to send me a match where Kiera Hogan's not involved, so I can be unbiased. They're sisters, yeah. One's like two feet taller than the other. I know. So Ashley Vox is very siblings small. for you, bud. Yeah, I suppose. My little brother's taller than me, alright? By like four <laughs> inches. Every, oh, everybody's taller than me. I swear to God, he's the milkman's kid. Everybody's taller than you. <laughs> like, like one of my best friends who was like a year below me in school, he's like He's like a foot taller than me. Oh, fucking hell. Now you're a short bastard, Desi Daniels. I am a short bastard. I think we're all a short, short bastard. bastard. You're a bastard. Um, so, well, after the match, your suspicions were confirmed as Jazz is revealed as Jordan Grace's partner. Who called it? Who called it? <laughs> you don't get the predictions title for that. But to come, come oh, down there. Come down there, EY. First of all, first and foremost, I was saying to myself, it's got to be either Jazz. And also, did you also see who they're talking about bringing back? Speaking of the fact that we're talking about former talents, did you see who they're possibly bringing back soon? Uh, Somebody? No. Taylor Wilde, oh, bro. I did see that announcement, actually, yeah. I didn't actually click on it. I just sort of scrolled and thought, oh, Taylor Wilde, yeah, she looks different. And then carried on scrolling. <laughs> first ever locked in chat with Sarita, a.k.a. Sarah Stock, who is now a part of the WWE as a coach and trainer, man. Hell yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think Taylor Wilde gets as much recognition as she deserves. She was... I really like Taylor Wilde in her original run. 
yeah, former knockouts, yeah, hell yeah. I think some people just kind of saw her as generic, blonde, you know. But well, no, she was really well, talented. Of course. Well, what's interesting about her is she was in WWE developmental around that time before t- before TNA. She was Sean well, Taylor. Kind of was. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Deep South, baby. At the original TNA roster, they all had tryouts in WWE. I will say this about Jazz, though, man, bald headed. Mm-hmm. So has she retired and come out of retirement, or is she currently retiring on like on a tour? I- I think she is currently retiring, okay. but I, like I said last week, she in an interview, she said she wanted to do a bat on impact and bada boom, bada bing, here we are. Because I was getting confused because she was saying, you know, what better way to finish off her retirement tour than winning the knockout tag team titles. And then some, something said, oh, Jazz comes out of retirement. I'm like, so is she retired or what? Oh, uh, well. Back yeah, the I mean, I'm sure they'll make a good team. Uh, who are they against again? Is it Renee and... Killer Kelly. Killer Kelly. <laughs> oh, hold on. Stop the presses. Renee Michelle, that gear. Woo. And number two, Killer Kelly. Great to see her doing her thing on NXT UK. Had that great match with Michael Satomura on the Mayon Classic. Killer Kelly up in there, up in there. I loved it. I'm partying up like DMX over here. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't really up in there during the match. A little bit later on, we'll skip ahead a little bit. Because um, Kimberly defeated her pretty quickly, to be fair. She did. But I will say this. Yeah, Buzz, I'm sorry. No, no, you're good. I think he was just saying to be fair. It's a a letter Kenny reaction. When when somebody says to be fair, you have to do to be fair. Oh, (laughs) yes. I was going to say, man, even though it might have been quick, it's great to see her get the exposure, man. Because I'll say this right now. As someone who's watched NXT UK, we did not see a lot of Killer Kelly in there during her tenure. She actually left early this year. I, uh, I got so confused because they announced Killer Kelly. And then only Renee walked out. And I'm like, wait a minute. That's not... What? Oh, there she is. <laughs> yeah. It confused the hell out of me, too. <laughs> um, um, but the segment after the match, I think, was amazingly done. So Susie yes. returns and very cleverly turns her back to the camera. Then they cut to a different angle. And you can still see Susie, but then Sue Young comes out. And it, it was done so smoothly. It really was. Absolutely well done. Uh, and of course, Sue Young just beats down Deanna and Kimber. <laughs> and then goes back up the stage. Sue Young walks out, and then I don't even think they switched to another camera angle. If they did, they did it very quickly, and then Susie turned oh, around. They did. Yeah. They did. Ex- expertly done. Props to Impact for that. Yeah. Um, okay, so going back a little bit now, suicide. Oh, actually, we get to Russell's court first. Uh, D'Lo, or Uncle Phil, as Tommy Dreamer called him. <laughs> That's um, horrible. Hey, Craig, though. He, he does look like Uncle Phil. D'Lo replaces Tommy Dreamer as the judge, which is only fair because Dreamer, of course, is the one that made the accusations in the first place. Madison Rain is <clears throat> defending Johnny Swinger because apparently she's the only person who even relatively likes him. Thanks to uh, Locker Room Talk. <clears throat> Jeez, excuse me. Uh, all right, so we'll come back to Rasta's court in just a little bit. Suicide answers Rohit's challenge, and Rohit obviously suspects what we all suspected that it's TJP and takes the title off the table. Rohit spends most of the match trying to take off the mask, and he finally does, but then TJP appears on stage. 
and suicide turns out to be Crazy Steve who catches Rohit with a pin. Swerve. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I was expecting... If TJP is going to come out in any other gimmick, it's got to be Manic. Yeah. Because even yeah. then, even then, when he was Manic, he didn't even wear the mask at the end. That is true. <clears throat> uh, later on, though... Um, God. There was a little confrontation backstage with uh, TJP and Suicide and Crazy Steve. <laughs> TJP's just turned to Crazy Steve. Did you see the look on his face? No? Oh, yeah, obviously, sorry. Because Crazy Steve is oh. blind. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just the way yeah. Crazy Steve went, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Moose confronted Shamrock backstage and warned him of what will happen if he becomes world champion because Moose is still on this tirade that uh, he's the main world champion in Impact. So Alex Shelley is also back this week. Chris Saban says their three-step plan is Triple XL, the North, and the Good Brothers. And speaking of the North, Ethan Page's phenomenal opponent was again what we suspected swoggle called it <laughs> absolutely called it i mean i was i was just happy to hear that entrance music again after yeah. all these years god that was a nice flashback <laughs> i mean he swoggle does have the exact same hair as aj styles yeah and, and the beard as well actually yeah um the only thing they were missing was a He's big ass AJ. bodyguard well he was yeah he was the <laughs> phenomenal one I was going to say, I was like, fucking, what do you mean? Uh, fucking uh, uh, Machine Gun. I Carl mean, Anderson. Yeah. He was the big bodyguard. He's a little dude, gigantic guy. It, it was a perfect exactly. image. I mean, yeah, yep. Carl Anderson's big, but he's not 10 foot tall like Jordan. Compared to compared to Swoggle, you. Yes. <laughs> it's not about the yes, yeah. how it appears, my guy. Yeah, the uh, the ratio, of course. Now I get it. <laughs> all, and, all Carl needed to do was be in a suit. Can you imagine like, Jordan with Swoggle? Oh, jeez. Holy, I don't know if you could shoot that on camera. <laughs> like, you have to get an angle perfectly right. It's got to be an up-close shot all the time. Yeah. You're talking to a lot of, like, looking up from Swoggle's nose and shit. I don't fucking know. Book it, Ben. <laughs> Swoggle be looking up so oh, much again. Yeah, right <laughs> oh, yeah, put him on his shoulders one time. <laughs> uh, too high. Well, thanks to a distraction from Kyle Anderson, the, the phenomenal one. Rolls up page for the win. Well, Beautiful. Wrestler's Court continues and Dreamer sprays Larry D with that old mist that the Demoness had in... Not the Demoness. Sorry, the Demon Assassin had. See what happens? Yeah, yeah. Happens. you see the connection? Um, had in Wrestle House. And of course, Larry D turns into Lawrence D who confesses to shooting Bravo. What? Oh, Lawrence D. Fuck out of here. <laughs> did you shoot Bravo? You're damn right I did. <laughs> well, that was easy. Case closed. Let's go get some donuts. Yep, so Dilo acquits Swinger. Uh, he said, if we don't... Like, isn't, isn't it supposed to like continue like next week, though? Because it was not... He wasn't on trial? Or Bravo yeah. was? Or... Yeah, that was weird. Because Dilo said, let's just remember he's not the one on trial here. Yeah, but he just confessed he's to it, so... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, anyway, but it was weird at the 
At the beginning of Impact, we opened with Bravo in what was apparently supposed to be a hospital bed. <laughs> Just looked like a normal bed to me. Uh, is it? Is I'm, it the same bed that they used when Shark Boy was in a coma? Oh, is it really? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just <laughs> probably. <laughs> um, and Scott Demore almost wanted to pull the plug on him. It's like, okay, Scott, uh, I want to give you an update on his condition. Yep, okay, pull the plug. I'm fine with it. No, no, no. Uh, he's actually doing very well. Oh. Uh, he <laughs> you know what that is? Hold on, hold on a second, Mister. We're both pop culture here. That was Talladega Nights. I think I want to pull the plug. Um, ma'am, your husband. He's not dying. He's just taking a nap. I've never <laughs> seen him look like that before. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> um, they also he also told Scott Demore he's not going to probably be the same person that he was. Well, maybe that's not such a bad thing. Um, so we go from this, and then Bravo just randomly appears in the court. The water hose coming out of his pee hole. Oh yeah, complete and with a catheter. Tommy just yanks it and drags him. That was oh. pretty fun. That was oh. fun. I mean, I've never had a cafeter, but geez. Yeah, that that was probably the most. Was like, oh. <laughs> that was probably the most entertaining spot in <laughs> that entire segment. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm still pretty convinced that it was Rosemary because when Father James Mitchell was on the stand, he made the whole thing about virgins' blood. But I don't know much about virgins. Okay, Could creepy be. Father James Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> holy shit sorry yeah I wasn't sure I wasn't sure if that was a holy shit to dynamite that you're watching or Father Mitchell no uh, I'm, no I'm on uh, I'm actually on the ladder match oh okay right so he's, yeah you're... and I legit just saw Kyle O'Reilly just get shoved off a ladder with zero with yeah. fucking zero wherewithal or content or I don't know what the fuck all I know is, is nobody gave a shit about that spot and they said just go out there and push him and fuck did he ever. Uh, well, we got another attack from Eric Young and Doring this week. As um, Davari and Falabar wrestle for probably about 45 seconds. We should probably time these matches and how long they actually get in the ring before Rewai and Doring come out. Uh, but yeah. Rhino attempts to save the day and he gets beat down as well. Uh, and we still don't know what the hell happened to Heath in that room last week. But I digress. Um, so we mentioned Sue Young attacking Deanna and Kimber. And we've also just mentioned James Mitchell. Apparently, uh, he is now going to help the two of them deal with Sue Young. So we're going to get some more supernatural stuff coming up in Impact very soon. Hopefully nobody gets stabbed in the throat with a Freddy Krueger glove this time. <laughs> if those guys from uh, AEW Dark show up in Impact, then it's a possibility. Ooh, what guys? Oh, there's like these two guys. Uh, it's a tag team, and they come out like Freddy Krueger football players. <laughs> I can't remember the tag team. I'll send it to you later. I'm friends with one of the guys on Facebook. I just can't think of his name at the moment. Okay. Uh, and then Mike, who the fuck's he talking about? I'm just kidding. The Freddy Krueger guy. Know. Yeah, Mike, who are you I'll, talking about? I have no idea who he's talking about. I just know Max Caster and all those guys are on there. I don't know no Freddy Krueger shit. I'll have to look that up. I don't know. I'm sure that was Freddy Krueger shit. <laughs> 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 uh, 
uh, in the main event of Impact, Swan defeats Ken Shamrock, but uh, Callahan. Said it wrong. Swan. Swan defeats Ken Swan! Shamrock. Fucking <laughs> Mike. Yeah, I don't have that video lined up. Um, Callahan and Shamrock attack him after the match. Eddie Edwards comes to the rescue, but jeez. Gets taped to the ropes and absolutely clocked by Callahan's bat again and just starts pissing blood. Molly Wop. That's a, mo- that's a motherfucking Molly Wop. Motherfucking uh, Molly Wop. MFMW. I mean, I, I probably need to watch it back again. I don't know if he clocked him like the hard way or anything, but that was a lot of blood. Uh, so security and trainers and referees and Scott Demore come down. D'Lo Brown ends up getting the shit beat out of him by Ken Shamrock. Just chaos to end impact. Hold on a second there, man. When you're talking about Ken Shamrock beating up D'Lo Brown, he had flashbacks to the Attitude Era, so yeah, he had he good did. reason. You better recognize. You better recognize. I also love D'Lo, you know, using that little catchphrase in, wrestle, in wrestler's court. And when Tommy Dreamer was replaced as a judge, he said... I was kind of looking forward to wearing that chest protector thing. You still got that? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Of course he does. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and yes, that was impact. Most of his money lies is in that goddamn chest protector. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, before we get to the rumble, uh, we have a separate special event coming up. And that is the 2020 Maxis Awards Fatal Interaction. Voting is officially open right now for the best and worst of 2020, including Match of the Year, Angle of the Year, and the what was once the coveted Meltzer Award, it is now the McMahon Award for Wanker of the Year. Alright. Not only that, you can vote for what type of trivia will be used for the Phoenix to challenge Alex Dorio for the Knowledge Championship. We already know that Daniel Crimmins and Travis the Walker Anderson will face off in the first ever tag team promo bout, which is anything but first, civil. If you saw the conversations in first, the Mac Trusting group, I'm glad you guys buried the hatchet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all good. Oh boy. Uh, you can also vote for a first time challenger for the promo championship against Moses. They are Chris Maldonado, The Phoenix, or Ted P. De Niro. One of them is going to have their first ever shot at the promo champion. And finally, you're about to find out the options to face the shape at Podcast Promo Rumble 6. You can vote for that as well at the Maxis. It all goes down December 27th. Go to matchwrestlinguk.weebly.com slash maxis2020 to cast your votes. Where he will face the Phoenix. But you have me. You can call me the Jester. Now, 
voting is officially open for the Maxis. And at the Maxis, you get to vote for who faces the shape at Podcast Promo Rumble. So, I suppose you should find out the options. Well, that's going to be somebody that the shape has never faced before. And this time, somebody who hasn't won a promo or knowledge championship. Your options to face the shape or the jester at Podcast Promo Rumble are Cypher Chris Durham and Daniel Crimmins. So go vote now and one of those unlucky three will have the chance to face the shape or the jester at podcast promo rumble six and remember one thing i'm a man of my word oh and phoenix welcome to my domain Match Wrestling Podcast is about all wrestling. WWE, Impact, and AEW. And we got promos. I love to entertain all of you. I've said it time after time again that I am the most passionate person when it comes to these promos. I am the one that makes your blood boil. We got trivia. Who portrayed the fake Undertaker at SummerSlam 1994? That'd be uh, Brian Lee. Mark Kapani is the real name of what former WWE superstar? I believe that's Muhammad Hassan. So join us every Thursday on the Mac Wrestling Podcast and take it to the Max. Go to maxwrestlinguk.weebly.com for more information. Hey, this is the charismatic enigma, Jeff Hardy. Hey, this is Tommy Dreamer, and you're listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. Hey, welcome to the Madhouse. And don't forget to subscribe on youtube.com slash maxwrestling. Thanks for coming out. Gracias por venir. It's Thursday, which means last night was another installment in the Wednesday Night War. So let's talk NXT and Dynamite. Um, I think we'll kick off with AEW because Moses is still finishing NXT. We kicked it off with mm-hmm. Hangman getting a win over John Silver. Yeah. Great match. And Poor John Silver. Yep. You, you say John Silver, Poor but John everybody Silver. loves him for his antics. Yeah, I, I feel so bad for the guy. Like he, he is like so entertaining and damn good. But yet, he struggles getting a win. Yeah, I he mean, has like the worst opponents. He is kind of the comedy character in the show. 
I was yeah. loving the whole thing though. He was like, walk, he's like, all of a sudden they would be like randomly have like a stalemate, and he'd walk up to Hangman and be like, "Yeah, you a big guy, I'm a big guy too. Yeah, look at the muscles. <laughs> oh my fucking god, would you?" But yeah, I love me some John. Like I said, I've said this before. If if I owned, if I had a federation, he would be my world champion because he's you know he's easy travel and you know he weighs as much as the belt. <laughs> or you could have Leon Ruff, who weighs less than the belt. That too, you know what I mean? You can fit him in anybody's suitcase. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about Leon Ruff and his hut spun a little bit. Yes. Uh, after the match was kind of interesting because the Dark Order um, pretty much extend an olive branch to Hangman. This has not been, this ain't new. This has been going on for a little bit. And all through BTE, all of a sudden you'll see Hangman randomly walk into the middle of a Dark Order segment and just start partying with him. Mm. So seeds were planted. I mean, I... I I don't hate the idea. I did love the little tagline above his name, though. It was like he lost his phone six weeks ago, but he's too cheap to buy another one. Well, it's not that he's too <laughs> cheap. He's that he spends it all on whiskey. Well, hey, whiskey is expensive. Okay? Yes, it is. The good shit, at least. I mean, the stuff he drinks is dark as fuck. So yeah, what it's the all bourbon. Fuck does he drink? Bourbon. <laughs> as Jr. points out, he's all. I see that's a bourbon in your hand, and it's not your first one. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Omega was interviewed backstage and he pretty much challenges Mox to leave the hardcore style at home next week. What he wants is a straight up wrestling match, which is, you know, I think we should all be grateful for that. We had probably the most hardcore match we could possibly imagine between the two of them last year. Oh yeah. They made a goddamn net to fucking catch a man made out of barbed wire. <laughs> it's okay, John. And I'm like, okay, Fuck that's that. a little bit extreme. Yeah, can you imagine, can you imagine hey. firefighters that? It's okay, jump. Uh, no, I'm going to burn. Thanks. No, listen. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Um, now, I completely missed the opponent, but Will Hobbs defeats somebody. Uh, Lee Johnson. Very quickly squashed him. The brand new name Powerhouse Will Hobbs has already been improved on Power Ho- Powerhouse Will Hobbs. Yeah, that's a bit Power of a tongue Hoss twister. Hobbs. Um, well, after, after the match, Taz does some more complaining, uh, which is answered by Cody. Cody brings up training oh, Taz's son. No, no, okay, hold on. So, so Taz goes out there screaming and yelling because, well, the FT title is not relevant. Look at the history behind it. The blah, 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 blah. Honestly, bro, the only real history I can think about is him and Bam Bam Bigelow yeah. just fucking killing each other, <laughs> oh, which is cool on. with me. Hold on to the minute there, King Mo. With the FTW title, you do realize there's only been two champions for the who are FTW champion back in the original ECW. Besides Taz, you know who else was the was FTW champion? Sabu? No, Rhino. I want to say Sabu. Oh, yeah. Which one? Sabu? Yeah, it was right the first I, time. I was say the only <laughs> other crazier fucker in, in all of ECW, yeah. apparently. Yes. But he's out there complaining about the title. He says, I want somebody from management to come out here and explain to me, like, why. And so... Cody just like walks out with his headset on and I'm just like, oh, okay, cool. No theme, whatever, whatever. He walks out, goes up to him and he's like, hey, dude. He's like, okay. And Taz immediately puts his hands up. Oh, are you going to fire me? You're going to tell me you well, have a good time in my future endeavors? Cody says, okay, I'll run it up the flagpole. Oh, yeah. I was like, dude, I was pissed when he said that. I said, if you, if that's not the most bullshit management yeah. fucking thing you've ever been told in your life. Like, and you could just, he's like, okay, whatever, dude. Like, yeah, fuck off. So Cody gets heated. Yeah, tell he's me, like, Cody, oh, you got nothing for me? Oh, yeah, he's on the FT. He's on FTW title means so much to you, right? Well, then why is it that your son isn't training with you? He's training with me. And I'm like, first off, that's a fucking low blow. 
to, I don't give a shit what's going on. I don't ever bring fucking somebody's kid into shit, especially when it's, I'm a wrestler and they want to be a wrestler. My kid's going to you, motherfucker, because I'm old. All right? <laughs> Fuck you. And when he said that, you, he threw the mic on the ground. He said, that was low, and that was stupid. Yeah. And sure shit, you went there. I, I'm so fucking glad it happened. Taz chokes him out with a Taz mission. And then, I guess just the icing on the cake, we see little Taz, who's bigger than the big Taz. And I'm like, what in the fuck? <laughs> but I'm okay. just trying to think of all the times that Taz has been suplexed, so his spine is probably compressed to all hell. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was it was cool to see a Taz mission after all this time. Oh my god, I popped so hard. Um, the Kata. Everything about it was great. Like you felt the intensity when Cody mentioned his son, when Taz dropped the mic and just whispered to him, uh, and then Cody, of course, sold getting locked in the Taz mission so well. Oh yeah, he did. The gun, the gun club could have, you know, given oh, him yeah, Billy extra, Gunn's slow ass. Yeah, here we go. Going, <laughs> they could have given like an extra ten seconds to get out of the ring. They were like already like on top of him before he got like over the rope. Taz, Taz got his, his oh, yeah, second like over the rope, and Billy Gunn was just like right there at the rope. Like you could have grabbed him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Billy Gunn's like I ain't on TV enough but, to put uh, in yeah. this much effort. Billy Gunn's like, yeah, I'm old as well. <laughs> I will someone who has met Taz once in his lifetime, because again, both New Yorkers brother. Um, he is that short. Oh, I can believe it. He's, he's like five five. He's probably the only he person who actually looks his size on TV. I don't know yep. who's shorter, him or Tomohiro Ishii. I want to say Ishii's probably shorter. Well, hold on a minute. You and your Tomohiro Ishii. Hold on a minute. Let me see how tall Tomohiro. I would is. say Ishii's just a little bit taller. Tomohiro Ishii. With Taz's build doesn't help us either because it kind of looks like he's all squashed in. Was that so, She is 5'7", and Taz is 5'5". Five five. There we go. Two inches. Oh, bullshit. He's 5'7". <laughs> bullshit. He's 5'7". That's what he's... Oh, wait. Hold on. It has it listed as Taz is 5'9 on here. What? Oh, that's bullshit, too. He definitely ain't nearly 6 foot. That's, that's bullshit, too. Well, that's the build height, is that he's 5'9". Ray is 5'6". I, I am sure not the same size like as the same Taz. Height, if not... Would Ray be taller than Taz? <laughs> <laughs> How weird would that be? Ah, oh, poor Taz. Uh, that, was, that, that was probably the best segment I've seen from Taz, Taz since joining AEW, so cool. Good job. Yep, love it. Well, Ray Mysterio's build as being 5'6", which I kind of believe that. Eh, yeah. Um, now, in the last week, I said I was looking forward to seeing more top flight. They must have heard me because they gave us more top flight this week. Um, and they really, they like really the held their own against the hybrid. Uh, until and they signed. I, th- I think it was Evans who got the submission. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, but then they beat down the poor top flight after the match, and Young Bucks made was, the save. Was the whole John Moxley thing before this or after this? Like after. him coming in and just like staring down Eddie Kingston, who looked like he was ridiculously high on coke, by the way. <laughs> um, like ridiculous. I think that was just before. It was either just before this match or just after. I made the lovely comment in the in the live stream with Harold. I was like, "Well, Jesus, Eddie's Eddie's high on coke." And then here comes the Stoner team of AEW. That, that was hyper. a nice little conversation too. You got your business, I got mine. There you go. I mean, I have a weird feeling that like maybe they might end up like teaming up at some time. Like you can tell, like they're like still got that uh, 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 brother ish thing. 
You yeah, know what I mean, like you can um, still tell they're cool with each other, but there's still a lot of heat. I kind of felt like a little wound on Kingston because he had so much, you know, venom to spew at Moff yeah, before did. the title match, and then after Moff yeah, beat him, he's kind of like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I wouldn't mind saying you know a little tag, but at the same time that would mean we'd have to see Mox with Andy and Blade, and I don't know how I'd feel about that. Yeah, I mean they're all yeah. hardcore guys. I was just yeah. gonna say. Uh, now in, in, oh. a, in another tag match, Jericho and Hager get the win over SCU. Now this was just not too nuts. Bad. The whole inner circle jump in the ring, and then all seven of them mm. run away from Scorpio Sky. <laughs> oh my god, here comes the athletic guy. <laughs> Run! We can't beat up the old guys anymore. Get the fuck out of here. Ooh, he's got a chair. <laughs> you, you got a baseball bat. <laughs> That's what I was saying the whole time. <laughs> I'm like, don't you got a bat, Rod? Okay. They it's turned it in. You know what they did? They turned into Dirty Mike and the boys from the other guys. Dirty run! Mike. It's a cast! Rub your dicks on the cars! You run away! That's what they turned into. They turned Dirty. into Dirty Mike and the boys. Uh, now, this is what you referenced earlier, Mike. Um, best friends and uh, Team Kip, I guess, brawl over an Xbox getting switched oh, off by Orange Cassidy. I hate it. This I hate stupid it. piece of shit. I hate it! Fucking so first off, Orange Cassidy, I, I love you to death, bro. But if you turn off my Xbox, I'm punching you in the mouth. Okay, like, yeah. So at least the bro, I'm not gonna let your buddies take the beat. Like I'm gonna hit you. So he fucking, I don't know why in the hell they're giving these guys. I mean, I know it's the it's a ruse so they can get beat up and shit, and there's a giant brawl. But they supposedly AEW supposedly gives these guys a fucking video game segment where they're just gonna sit in the back and play games in a wrestling show. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Can you imagine? He's got his fucking AEW Xbox. Comes out? I know, right? They're what are you? Oh, what are we doing now? We're playing the AEW game because Miro can't do shit. So, and apparently neither can Kip. And so Cassie comes up, turns the fucking thing off, and Miro's immediate reaction is, "My wife bought that for me," and he goes and attacks Orange Cassie. <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, I already don't like this." And uh-huh. it's just, it's a shitty ass brawl. Miro's like walking around, and then Kip gets like slammed into a porta potty. And then Miro turns around and he he yells at the cameraman, "Get out of the way!" Yeah, they they. And I'm like, "Oh my god!" Really dropping the ball on Miro. Dude, uh, I on. was not a big fan of of Rusev, and I I kept saying I've said it multiple times on this show and plethoras of other shows. He should have just fucking gone to Japan. That's it. That way you can shut the fuck up, and you can learn to work because whatever the fuck this bullshit is now. Because you're a star, or you were a star, or I don't know. All I know is, is I don't want to watch you, period. I would rather watch your dumbass wife get put through a fucking table or win Survivor Series by doing jack shit. You suck, and so does everything you're fucking doing. Kip Sabian can kiss my ass, too. His wife I, can I, out, though. I, I see this shit. I see these, these stupid-ass segments. And all I can hope and pray for it is that Tony Khan puts him in a squash match against uh, Paul. Tony, if John Tony Smart sent him to Japan, <laughs> call DDT. I got a comedy guy for you. Let, let John Silva squash At least him. DDT, he can learn how to fucking work. <laughs> well, I, I just said Pac because, like, like he refuses to face him. <laughs> oh, Pac, Pac will kill him. Yeah, I'd be down with that. <laughs> can I add on to what King Mo's Venom was, please? Yes. Okay. 
So my thing is too, I hate the fact that we have to build him around this whole bullshit we kept saving because they both play on Twitch with video games and it's the dumbest shit ever. And also I would just like to add the fact that all right, so you got freaking Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford, and you know he's the best, the best man. When the fuck is his wedding? I I I totally <laughs> forgot about that stupid part. I think they forgot too. Fucking continuity. The what, continuity what? is not there. Just what? like, oh my god, they scored my video game. What the fuck? Ah! And it's like, Mike, fuck you, that's asshole. all it is. Mike, you just know that's one week they're is. gonna be playing a video game backstage, and Penelope's just gonna walk in and be like, "Are we getting married or what?" Yep. I, you I, know I hope she does. You know. I, I just, I hate it. I, I just, I, it makes me mad because the problem was everybody's like, oh my God, he's coming over to AEW. I'm like, they made him look like shit because the fact that we play video games, I'm cool. Look at me, I'm on my Twitch. Look at me, here's my wife. Derp derp, woo! And I'm just like, he was great as fucking Rusev with the Rusev day. And the people just went like, oh, here's another WWE. I'm like, he was better there. Shut the fuck up. I hate it. Go somewhere else. This is bullshit. I hate it. Just, uh, I'm sorry. Also, the line my wife bought me that is so stupid because he only turned it off. He didn't break it. That's it what I was just... saying. That's why I was so fucking mad. <laughs> I'm fucking... like, I can understand it that he picked it up and threw it out the window. No. They were in a fucking trailer. Yeah, he didn't dump it on the ground. He didn't kick it. He literally he pressed pressed off the on-off button. button. <laughs> One of the very functional pieces of this fucking machine. Can I make an analogy, please? Can I can I make an analogy, please? please do whatever do. you got to do, man. He friggin' acted. Okay, so they just turned off the video game, right? It's not like it's broken. They just turned off the video game, right? So they turned off the video game. They acted as if mom came in and told them to clean their room and they weren't listening. <laughs> and friggin' they just shut off the game. And they're like, mom! That's what it reminded me of. Oh, you know what? Like in that's exactly what it was. Disturbia when she cuts the plug off the Xbox. Yes! <laughs> Shia LaBeouf was just trying to play his Xbox. And then, you know what I'm saying? After he punched his teacher. You know, he's on house arrest. I got nothing else to do. Cue Lonely Day playing in the background by System of a Down. Fucking turns it off, man. Actually, it was the TV. She unplugged it and he goes, don't you think you're being a little dramatic? Dramatic. Picks up the scissors. That's dramatic. Can I just... <laughs> this is another Netflix, man. We got to talk about Disturbia on Netflix, man. Yes, Disturbia is fantastic. It is a very underrated movie, but it's good. Uh, I'm alright. With another attempt at a contract signing, Marx attacked Omega during his entrance. And I, I, when I say attacked, he beat the fucker down. He killed this poor fuck. <laughs> he jumps him from behind. This one girl's like looking back. Is he okay back there? No, he's not okay. Poor Kenny had his he's shiny not. shoes on and everything. Oh, this was awesome. <laughs> he gets beat. He gets his ass beat all the way to the fucking ring. And then Mox is just like, thank you, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Tony? I fucking died. Um, well, Mox pretty much holds Omega responsible for getting attacked last week. Because, uh, like, you know, whoever you hired or whatever, they didn't do a very good job because I'm still breathing. Oh, yeah. He's like, he's, oh, yeah, you should have you called me. I got some guys in Philly to do great work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? Who do you know in Philly? Uh, I, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, right. Uh, this was... I did like this whole thing. Though. This was kind of funny. And then just because Trav asked me every fucking week, why do they always say shit about North Carolina? Apparently, <laughs> the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame is based in North Carolina. Uh, uh, that's what he's, that's what Justin Justin Roberts said this week. Yeah, NASCAR Hall of Fame. Oh, he's a, he said no. He's a, unlike the NASCAR Hall of Fame. And I'm like, what yeah. in the fuck does the NASCAR Hall of Fame have to do with anything? 
It's pissing me off. <laughs> it's just because they have to drop in North Carolina because Ric Flair, best ever, North Carolina. Oh. Wait a minute. I have to take up for my fellow Carolinian over here. As someone whose family also is from the Carolinas, and I have a lot of family on my mom's side from the Carolinas, yes, I can feel his pain because you don't disrespect the NASCAR Hall of Fame. I love the NASCAR Speedways. I love the NASCAR in general. I went and oh, ate no, at the NASCAR no. Cafe, and it was quite delicious. <laughs> if Top Gear taught me oh, anything, yeah, you don't disrespect NASCAR that. at all down south. Yes. boy. Uh, hey, born and raised, and I can proudly say, fuck NASCAR. boy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I mean, I don't, I'm not a giant fan, but I'm with, I'm with Daz. Like, I love, like, Top Gear was, like, my the greatest thing I've ever seen, but when uh, uh, uh when what's his face when what's his face beat up that dude from bbc <laughs> who was it who's i keep forgetting his uh, jeremy uh not jay there you go jeremy Clarkson when he fucking well yeah first off let's be fucking real here would bbc be anything without top gear because top gear has been around for like 20 something fucking years and it's even so big it's in the fucking states yeah that we have to have bbc america just it, to fucking watch top Gear. it was so big that amazon picked up the trio to do their own show Oh, such a good show. I love that show. Have you seen the Amazon version of it? I've seen a couple of episodes, yeah. It's just the fucking... I, I love them because they're just hilarious. I grew up on them. And just their knowledge of cars is... And then Jeremy Clarkson is just a total asshole. But, we, but, but like we in a really funny way. Yes. <laughs> He's like six foot eight. This guy's fucking huge. Yeah. Put him against Taz. There you go. Try to put him in that Lotus he bought. I'm just now, now, this is pretty much where we're up to, uh, well, where Moses was up to when he joined the show. Uh, Anna Jay challenged Hikaru Shida for the Women's World Championship. Um, nice little moment between Anna Jay and Tay. I mean, Tay Conti isn't exactly in the dark order yet. She's just kind of friends with Anna Jay, and she didn't want to give Anna the chair, but <laughs> coming to the rescue once again, John Silver passes a candlestick. Uh, which only leads to a two count and a comeback from Hikaru to retain. So uh, I'd imagine mm -hmm. Anna Jay's going to have some questions for Tay. Tay Tay. But after the match, Hikaru was just terrified, as we all were, of well, Abaddon. Yeah, have you seen Abaddon? Jeez, crazy. I got so crawling in. Got so damn excited. Blood pouring out of her mouth, and then she literally licks blood on the belt. And I'm like, COVID. Yeah. Goddamn COVID. And I pulled, like, I, I was, like, channeling my inner Lonely Island during that and whole segment as well. People. Is you just in <laughs> Why was your dick in a box? No. <laughs> just in your pants? Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's a nice segue because people were worried about. You know, Jizz being on the NXT women's title after pay. <laughs> this thing's got either COVID or hepatitis on it. <laughs> got, it all, <laughs> got the boys and girls yes, on it. You know what I mean? Taking it back to Paige and the Jizz on the title. Hey, Caruso, I ain't touching that thing. I'm not oh, either. God, no. But, oh, man, Abaddon is so fucked. She's so I into to, that character. fucking I had to mute my mic just because that got me so good. I was like just choking, laughing my ass off. <laughs> I heard That's you. Fucking hilarious. <laughs> hey, it's a funny week. This is a funny oh, week. Oh, God. 
<laughs> um, I mean, who, how the hell is Hikaroshida going to stop Abaddon? Well, she'll find a way. It, probably. I mean, she she literally beat everybody now. I mean, I like Hikaru, but come on. There's a couple of people who could have beat her by now. Yes. But, but well, I mean, if they have a feud and they make Abaddon the women's champ, I know Travis will be very, very happy. Yeah. Right, Travis? I, I'm going to be happy either way. If, if anything. Like, I, I'm absolutely in love with Sheeta. Oh, I'm yeah. in love with Abaddon. And, like, I, I channel my inner Larkin when Abaddon debuted, you know. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yes, I know. I, Look it up, friggin' her. <laughs> That's the way I remember. Yeah, like I, I, I'm just so excited for this match. Yeah, either way, they're they're injecting some life into this women's division finally. Yes, I think that's one of the main reasons why I'm so excited about it. It's like, hey, when was the last time we were really excited for a women's title match in AEW? I mean, I was excited when they were pushing Brett, and, and then she got injured. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> also, Britt Baker ripping off locker room talk this week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, Mike, were you going to say something then? Well, I was going. No, I was just going to say, man, I'm looking forward to it. But the thing is, with the division, like when you had people like veterans like Serena Deeb there, I'm happy. Yeah. You got Thunder Rose up in there, like. They needed to do something with that division. And also, you have girls like Rip Breaker getting hurt. Poor Chris Statlander's still hurt. You gotta do something. Yeah, how much longer is Chris out for? I don't even know, but I, all I know is I think she's gonna be I think she has, like, another yeah, five um, months. Nyla just dropped on her knee. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because that's fucking smart. <laughs> <clears throat> I think it's, yeah, I think she should have, like, another four or five more months. Damn. Yeah, it was bad. Knees are bad. Ugh. And she was already walking around in braces, no? Yeah. That is, yeah. I mean, I thought she was an alien, Mike. I Very thought good. she had some kind of healing powers. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, anyway. Oh. On to... Uh, she fell in love with Caleb with a K and, you know, started becoming human, I guess. Yeah, make sure you say with a K. <laughs> <laughs> uh, main event was of course Andy and the Blade uh, getting the win over Pack and Phoenix surprisingly getting the win over Pack and Phoenix with a whole lot of fuckery yeah there was a whole lot of fuckery and then of course the family attack and the weird part was it's Lance Archer who cleans house and comes to the rescue everybody dies including Eddie Kingston everybody dies I love how he took out, I think it was Blade or whatever, right when he gets up to the thing, he just like... Oh, when he flipped, when he dumped over the ropes, yes. <laughs> and just boom, it was like, okay, well, Jesus Christ, you big giant fucker. Um, He's just like, he can't wait to hit somebody. And I'm like, somebody get hit some football pads on this guy. I've heard of cross bodies, but geez. Yeah, <laughs> that's, a, that's across everybody's body. <laughs> oh, but yeah, it was, it was just confusing because Lance Archer's a heel. That we that we know of, I, mean, I guess he's just the anti-hero now. He's, yeah, I he's don't know. Kinda, you can kind of play him as a tweener. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Is like he he's not a heel. He's not a face. Everybody dies. <laughs> what, I, what I did find yeah. funny though was Jake coming up behind him and taking his jacket off like he's gonna do something. Oh yeah, <laughs> like dude, what are you doing? 
hot in here, okay? Jake, you don't have to get physical. Yeah, it probably was fucking hot. Jake doesn't have to do anything. Just pick up a mic. Oh, yeah, go into these, better than those. <laughs> All right, so, NXT. Uh, last week, we heard the announcement. Uh, well, we didn't actually hear the announcement for the match, but we heard the announcement of the pay-per-view for War Games, and now we kind of know it's official that we will have two matches in... There it is. <laughs> uh, so one of them, of course, is Team Candice um, mm-hmm. versus Team Shatsy. I'm kicked off NXT this week with Candice versus Ember Moon. Before long, we're joined by Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. And after the match, shocker, Tony Storm turns heel. Wait, hold on. I'll... Say it right, Daz. Say it right. Who? Who? I said Gonzalez, not... Diaz. No, Tony Storm. <laughs> Alien Ray style. Tony, oh, Tony Storm. Do I need to get that sound bite as well? <laughs> I will find it. Hold on. But yeah. Um... I was completely shocked by how much time they got with that match. They got almost 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, it went a little long. Yeah. Typically, you know, I, obviously I watch NXT and Dynamite side by side. Typically... Dynamite will be like halfway through their second match by the time the first match in NXT finishes. Yeah. Um, so, did anybody see Tony I'm Storm turning heel coming? Um, not really. I figured okay. that they were gonna like try to like use her, you know, you know, big star, big name, and actually like yeah. go with the babyface thing. But I guess this is helpful. It just might now. My guess is who the fuck is gonna be on the other team? Well. I'm assuming, just based off of the show, it's going to be Rhea, Rhea um, Eo, Eo, and Ember. And Ember. Okay. I don't like predictability. I need somebody new here. Tell me, Ember, yeah. tell me Ember is hurt, and you need to bring in somebody new. Oh, man, Ember's only just come back from being hurt. Well, I, I don't right. give <laughs> Tell her she got beat up so bad she can't compete. I don't fucking care. Unless, unless <clears throat> Eo has, like, they're going to give her a title match. Against somebody, but yeah. I doubt it. Nah. The next challenger, I'm sure, is going to be Candice from the looks of it. Did um, did they have a women's title match last year at War Games, or was the women's champion in the War Games match? Was it Rhea? Yeah, yeah. They were. Yeah. Uh, they did a women's war game. Okay, so the, yeah, that's pretty much the team that we're suspecting. Um, Indy Hartwell obviously isn't going to be on the team. She's stuck in that neck brace. Hanging out next to Ghostface. Now, unfortunately, the next segment came up against the Cody and Taz segment, so I had like two fire-ass promos at the same time to watch. Oh, Undisputed yeah. Era address. I'm still calling them the brand. Um, Adam Cole, baby, is just fired up as fuck. Kyle Riley is looking for a fight, and Adam Cole says, "What we all know is true. I love angry Kyle O'Reilly." You kind of look angry and all, but you know who you know who had the most energy out of everybody was Roderick Strong. I don't know why this guy every freaking time that he actually gets like the entrance thing right, he gets extra excited. He's all <laughs> on the bottom on his knees, and they do the baby, and he's like, "Yeah, fuck, yeah, fuck, yeah, I fucking did it." And I'm like, "Oh, holy <laughs> shit, dude, calm down, <laughs> calm the fuck down." Well, I mean, I know this whole thing was cool. That entrance is everybody's favorite part of the show. It really is, though. So I see why he gets all excited. <laughs> 
But I did like how they cut to Pat. Uh, he's like, he's like, you know, was did, did I look like I was ready for competition last week? No, I wasn't ready for competition last week, and I got sucker punch and kicked right in the mouth. Said because that's how he says mouth. And this was on his show too, so he's playing kayfabe. Yep. He's playing it up, and of course the guys behind him are like, yeah, 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 you weren't ready for nothing, yeah, yeah, and just you know adding fuel to the fucking fire because that's what this thing is, and it's fucking awesome. So then Adam Cole grabs it, he's like, boys and girls. Do we look dead to you? <laughs> I'm like, you know what? Now that you think about it. <laughs> and the technicalities. Can I just say one thing, though, first? And I, I'm sorry to go off time NXT, but this also kind of applies because he was talking about boys and girls. Yo, bro, Mike Bennett, Matt Taven, the kingdom and ring of honor. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Seeing them back together. That's good for them. Ooh. Good for Mike. Well, good for both of them. But, uh, mm-hmm. hopefully, yeah, hopefully uh, Mike, Mike Bennett. Not fucking Canales. We'll be taken more seriously this time. I'm still going to miss that theme song. Oh, that, that theme song was amazing, but yeah, he got treated like shit. Yeah, he did. Um, Champa sits at ringside, literally on the on the ramp for Kushida's match against Timothy so Thatcher. Oh, fucking good. Um, oh, I loved every second of this. Surprise. Loved every I mean, second. Was it surpri- I mean, yes, it was surprising that Thatcher tapped out. Um, I think so. I mean, it came off a distraction, so it's one of those things where it's like, oh shit, you know. It's, so it's kind of like a pop, and it's like a, a somewhat of a clean win because his own dumbass distracted his own dumbass self. So I can't be mad at that. I was loving this thing. My wife is like sitting there trying to help, like she's like critiquing it. She's like, is he messing up? Is that why he's doing? It's like, no, he's blocking it. Like as you were know, if you noticed uh, when Kashida jumped up, did his little koala bear, if you will, <laughs> to go for the. Uh, to go for the uh, what is it, the the Kimura, Thatcher stopped him by holding his by holding his 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 hand firm to his thigh or his hip, and that in jujitsu is how you stop the Kimura, as you keep it clo- closely attached and locked in place. You become a statue. They can't move that arm. They have to transition to something else, and then that's when Thatcher would take advantage. So it was like it was great stuff, great little stuff like that. And then just to see Kashida working, 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 and then when he got that locked in, he cranked the fuck out of it. And then I, I would have tapped in two seconds too, dude, because my arm ain't going backwards. I ain't gonna live in that life. Hey, Thatcher's Mokan. There you go. <laughs> hey. I'm taking that class. <laughs> um, obviously we forgot to mention Kevin Owens is on on commentary this week, and I didn't even know we were gonna get this, but we had a KO show. With Leon oh, Ross. Oh, so good. Oh, my God. I, love, I okay, miss Kevin so, Owens so much. Listen, I am not that big of a fan of these little talk shows on wrestling. It's getting overdone, yeah. and I'm burnt out on it, and it's not as good as it used to be back in the day. But, by God, this was made up for every single damn one of them, I swear. Ke- yeah, it definitely felt I that way. It. Kevin Owens is the best at it because he just stirs the pot so innocently. Well, not only that, but he just doesn't like give a shit what he says. He just says oh, yeah. shit. He's he, just like, oh yeah, you come in, you want to sit on this chair? You know, that's kind of what they're here for. You, you can tell like, right off the bat, with it. you just don't give a. F- Kevin Owens was the star of the fucking show last <laughs> night. Mm-hmm. He, from the beginning of the show, where he they were introducing him. The commentary and like starts talking about the dude's makeup and and this and that and then there's like oh uh, by the way uh let let me take this one and it says here comes my show and 
oh, did you want to say something? It's like, no. I was like, you sure? And He's like, hey, hey, come on. It's my show. Commercial. You should let me introduce it. Yeah. Just right, so my show's up, coming like, up next. Just a commercial with him. It's like, you sure you don't want to say something? <laughs> and then he his... just comes out and it's like, three, two, one, nothing. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, there it is. <laughs> like, fuck it. Like monkeys in the truck. How could you don't... get it wrong? Right. <laughs> he's cueing he's you up. Just press play. He's all telling Leon. He's like, dude, don't you, haven't you seen this show before? You can't say people's <laughs> name. They'll come out. <laughs> this Johnny comes out, oh. and then he starts pulling in a chair for him. <laughs> he throws the chair over the ring. And he's like, oh, I'm no stupid chair. chair. He's like... I, I told you I don't want to check. This one's not for you. <laughs> well, who's it for? It's just a hunch. <laughs> it's just a hunch. <laughs> what? And then again, he's like, God uh, dang it, Johnny, did you not just hear what I said, told Leon? And out comes <laughs> Damien Priest, and he's all, did you want a chair? No, I'm good. Okay. I told him if I can get comfortable. And he puts his feet up and shit. I think he forgot what shape the entrance Tron is, because obviously he looked at it and go, okay, let's see a video clip. Oh, we're going to play behind us. Let's spin the chairs around. <laughs> so, God damn, this place has changed. <laughs> yeah, you can't see the whole video on like, X, Kevin. And the freaking uh-huh. ending is like, hey, if only there was, we were in a time where Teddy Long would just come out and make a triple threat. He up Teddy. <laughs> he's like, he's like, you know, back in the day, he's like, there used to be Teddy Long. He'd come out and he'd make matches. So I wonder if we had, he's like, I wonder if anybody had, if we have NXT has a guy like that. They all look to the back. Nah, we ain't got nobody. And then out comes William Regal. And then, of course, you get the... It's the triple threat match. Regal does it so straight-faced <laughs> as well. And then, and then, and then because, because he knows I'm watching and because he has to listen to the retro, he struts out like he's fucking Regal from 96. Yes. Just dancing in the middle of the ring. I'm like, you're such a fucker, you're awesome. Oh, God. And he pretty much repeats exactly what Kevin Owens just said. We're going to have a triple threat match between Leon Ruff... <laughs> Johnny Gargano and Damian Priest. Thank you. And the, like, what made it even so much better was the three guys were like, "This ain't real." And then they turn around and see the uh, Tron, and it's like, "Fuck, ah, it's real." All right, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I gotta say, I gotta say, even though we talked about him last week and you know and all that, I gotta say this week William Regal was the one with the chutzpah. Regal's <laughs> awesome every fucking week. William Regal's the one with the. There you go. Goddamn right. <laughs> Goddamn right. All right. Uh, Cameron Grimes had. Well, he beat Tony. Uh, not Tony Atlas. <laughs> Jake Atlas. Oh, oh beat me. She beat Tony Atlas. You're beating me. I'm going to my room. Um, <laughs> uh, Grimes beats Atlas with relative ease. Like Poor it Atlas. was probably two minutes long. Um, I feel bad for fucking Jake Atlas. This guy was at like I wanted him a part of fucking of Legato del Fantasma, and now he's just he's just there. He didn't even get an entrance this week. Yeah, bullshit. Uh, Loomis just pops up. See, uh, Completely out of nowhere, and challenges Grimes to a strap match. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it makes sense, like, but who recently had a strap match? Um, Cody. Yeah, yeah, funny, Cody. Funny timing. 
Like, we haven't had a strap match for years, and then all of a sudden, Dynamite do one, and hey. Well, they did the blind. I think it's, they're just trying to build on it because they did the blindfold match, and now you got to do a match where they, nobody can get away from each other. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, why do I have a bad feeling it's going to lead to, like, a cage match? To be honest, I mean, it makes more sense um, than Cody and Harper have. Not Harper. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry, that's Brody. an old name, Brody Lee. Um, being hey, connected. Just random ass strap match for the title just because. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it makes my Con- no, best part was like the best part was you know Cameron Grimes just walks to the back, finds Regal, and is like, "Why do you hate me?" <laughs> Regal said something. I could fucking hear it. I was too busy laughing. I missed it too. Well, no, I no, trust me. I tried so hard to listen, but they turned the fucking crowd up at that part. I was like, "What are you telling something hilarious? Don't cut him off, damn you!" It was probably something like <laughs> because you're a creepy little bastard. <laughs> Probably. Um, well, yeah, Rhea Ripley confirms she's not leaving, as we suspected last week. Um, but then she gets attacked. She pulled the denier, She pulled the fucking uh, the Lilio. I'm not fucking leaving. Yes. <laughs> uh, then she gets attacked by Candice, Raquel, and Tony, and that's how we kind of know she's going to be on the team. Uh, Shotzi for the women's match. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know who in the fuck is telling these girls to go ahead and you shave a part of your eyebrow in half. Because that's that's not fucking cool. I don't know who told people that was cool. It looks stupid. I think Rhea's just shaving random parts off every week. I mean, she lost Somebody part of her ears last week. Yeah, that's right. Still still looks good. I don't care. Yep. Yep, yep. I can't I can't get the, 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 vi- the vision of her and Pete Dunne, like, possibly being relatives out of my head. <laughs> I guess... <laughs> Rhea Ripley, she's kind of like the old school Chingy song, man. I like the way she does it right there, right there. I'm all about it. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, Fucking goddamn Mike, always bringing out shit from my high school days. Now, sur- You're welcome. <laughs> surprise, <laughs> in the next match, um, we saw, I don't know if it's a debut or a return. Have they been on NXT US before? Of the Grizzled yeah, Young Veterans. Hold on a minute, man. Don't disrespect the friggin' You oh, know, fuck Zach the Walmart Young Bucks. Hold on. Oh, them. My bad. I was about to say, because, yes, they have been on NXT. I was about to say, oh, no, I will disrespect fuck. that. Shoes off if you hate Gibson. I know, yeah. Shoes off if you hate Gibson. Shoes off. If you hate Gibson, shoes off. They were in the I think I think there was one person in the NXT crowd that took his shoe off. I would. Yes. Every time. But now they're that they're back, every time they're on television, no shoes. Yeah, but plenty they, were, of they were in the Dusty Rhodes Tag Classic, and we've seen them go against Andrew Mandrews and a Flash Morgan oh, Webster man. But yo. what the hell happened to Mandrews? Oh, That's they did an rock. angle where apparently, so he's on NXT UK, right? He got attacked, and I think it had something to do with Eddie Dennis. So yeah, they're doing like a feud there on NXT UK. Okay. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, and then of course we got to the main event, which was a ladder match. Between... Don't forget the little cool cameo where there's scream where there is a second scream character, second ghost face in the back of Johnny's car. When they took Can- when they when Candice and uh, Indy are there and they're doing the cool little interview, Johnny shows up. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Fuck out of here. <laughs> then they get in and then boom, ghost face right there on the other side. So there's two of them. I hope they do something with Scream uh, Scream Five when that comes out. That'd but nice. that's probably way too far away to even David continue Arquette. this. David Arquette, yes, bring him to NXT. David Arquette. <laughs> I mean, he, that's he, who's underneath the hood right now. He is technically a wrestler. 
Uh, so it's Pete Dunne versus Kyle O'Reilly for the advantage in the match. That's never going to get old. Uh, Pete, you mentioned Ghostface. It wasn't Ghostface, but we did have some mysterious assistance. Um, I mean, well, the only guy who you could ever guess it would fucking be. Yeah. He wore the same dumb shit ass mask that looks like a fucking like a uh, goes on somebody's motorcycle helmet. Like I don't know why and he didn't just it, unmask after the match. He just hides it uh, out of there. And then honestly, I, I love this guy to death, but he—he's the only dude that's well, doing this whole jumping from the floor onto the apron thing because he can. Yeah. The guy, I don't know. I mean, it kind of fooled me because they used the mask because, well, they were trying to reveal that it was him. But now I'm wondering if there may be a fifth man because this guy looked a little bit thinner yeah, I was than Pat. going to say he did and look a bit they, smaller. And yeah, they, they said, to the legs. said on his show that he was not going to be there. So, I mean, it's okay, a hit because, yeah. I know, I know. Fucking 30 years of watching wrestling. We've got told, I'm not going to be there, and they're not going to show up. I know. I'm going to the hospital. Oh, he'll be back at the end of the night. It's really, in my opinion, it's a hit, hit or a miss. It could be him, but I don't, I don't know. Oh, like I'm, I said, it, the guy seemed a little bit thinner than Pat. I wouldn't mind a fifth guy. I think that'd be kind of cool. That way, he didn't have to wrestle. But I don't know who it could be. And like I said, the the two dead, the three dead giveaways for me that it was Pat was one, the jumping from the apron to the floor. Two, the stupid mask, and three, them fucking quad, them fucking thighs and them quads, bruh. Fucking tree trunks, legs. Punter life right there. Well, my my reason is I didn't think it was going to be him because he had such a hard time with his last match. Now, War Who Games. Who told you he had such a hard time with that? Uh, huh? Who told you he had a hard time with it? Like, I, what I heard was he was like, Basically down for a week after that match. Oh yeah, but he loved it. He was so. But you you yeah. do also know that he went on his honeymoon right afterwards, right? Well, that yeah, was the whole. I'll, that was his like his uh, his. All right, great. That was you his got married. Present. That's your day. I'm now. I'm gonna wrestle. This is my day. Let's go on a honeymoon. I know, but it. I I'm just speculating. So that's it. his Christmas present is war games. War games. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, Rick. Anyway, yeah. this fucking match was awesome. Yes. Uh, fucking uh, Peter Dune is is cut to shit. This fucking guy is just shredded. I don't understand. Kyle O'Reilly is the biggest asshole douchebag, I, but I love him. I say it in the nicest way you can say an asshole douchebag because every fucking stup- uh, goddamn dragon screw hurt my fucking knee. Whether well, it was in the ladder, through the ropes. Well, I mean, he fractured Bala's jaw. Yeah, this fucking brutal fucker. And then Pete's not helping it. He's just like standing there and O'Reilly's hands like caught in the in the in the ladder and Pete's like, you know what? Let me just open this up and slam it. Fucker. And you know, speaking God. of Balor, actually, we still don't know what the hell's going on. He came back last week to announce the future of the NXT title, got interrupted, brought back UE, and we still don't know what's going on. He said what do you say? He said the cat's out of the bag or something. I look what the cat dragged in. Oh yeah, look what the cat dragged in. Third hole. <laughs> um, but yeah, Kyle also took a nasty bump off that ladder. Ooh. 
Okay, so the first the first bump that I screamed holy shit for in the middle of the show about 40 minutes ago was Kyle was climbing the ladder, right? And we already know, like, okay, guys are going to come through the side. They're going to tip it. And you're going to hang on, and you're going to bounce off the ropes, and it's as safe as it can be, and we understand. Nope, Pete's like, fuck this shit. I'm doing something new. Let me just push the shit out of this thing on the side. And this fucking ladder spun around the whole 360. Damn, Kyle O'Reilly's got to hold on for his fucking life. Poor bastard. <laughs> I was like, I didn't know whether to scream or cry. I'm just like, what in the holy shit? Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, all right. Well, it is time for us to tap out and bid you adieu. So before we go, remember to like and follow Max Wrestling on Facebook. Subscribe on YouTube and follow us at Max Wrestling UK on Twitter and Instagram. We're also on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and CastBox. Yes, bizarre! And now Anchor.fm. That's why Mike was quiet for so long. He was building up to that. I was going to say, he had to get his <laughs> breath in, right? <laughs> and if that wasn't enough, you can find us on Wrestling with Wrestling. Thank you very much to Andre Corbeil. You can find me at the Captain 512 you can find Travis at Walker underscore TA92. And Twitch makes Vince's dick itch. But don't be a wanker mm-hmm. and join us on Anchor with Moses Marquez. Apparently so does OnlyFans, but I won't tell you that out loud, <laughs> but I just did. Anyway, that's right. All kinds of stuff going on. It is Thanksgiving. Um, do not. The only show you should be listening to right now is this. And then go spend the rest of your goddamn day with your family. But right after that, maybe right after you're done eating when football gets boring, turn on some Smart Mark Radio. There's all kinds of stuff up right now. Bolt Rant came out with, we did the preview to the Jets game. The review of the Jets game comes out later this morning. It is legitimately uh, finishing up editing as I'm talking right now. Um, I'm going to be dropping that long-awaited in-your-house review tomorrow. It's, again, same thing, done. I've got two things I've got to do with it, do some editing, and up that goes. So your weekend could be filled with all kinds of fun jazz. And then we're right back to regular Raw and Nitros come Monday. And he is the podcast machine for a very good reason. Who's been on the mic with Mike? Well, first of all, last week in our promo bout, Ms. Brittany Savage said that I can't dance, and you know I can't dance. (laughs) Brittany Savage, number one, has two left feet. And number two, with her going back to her natural hair, she looks like an emo fan of Evanescence. So I will bring her to life. We will be going under, and she will know why she's everybody's fool. There will be a part two. Bada bing, bada boom. I digress. You can check me out on the LFC podcast. Ty Embry is the latest guest LFL All-Star and LFC prospect. You can check out the latest On the Mics with Mikes with Kelsey Regan talking about ARW Atomic Revolutionary Wrestling and the Florida scene and the whole nine. You can check me out doing what I do on Max Wrestling on Netflix. You can check me out at SoundCloud.com slash MCLarkin92. Twitter at MCL92, SM Show 1, pop underscore culture underscore pod, LFC underscore pod for the LFC podcast. I'm here, I'm there, I'm everywhere. StevenMikeShow.com, and I'm doing the damn thing each and every week. Why? Because I can. Woo! It's a good time to be alive. How many pods could a podcast pod of a podcast could a pod pod? What the shit? Yeah. Fuck off. I'm not doing that. <laughs> and join us. Next week for predictions to NXT. Damn it, Swan. go. And it's our last stop before our 300th episode. Boom.
Um, we have arranged some very special appearances by some familiar... Well, some of you may not find them familiar, but I find them familiar faces. And that, my friends, is the bottom line. Goodbye. Mwah! And good night. Bang! Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Let's go eat some turkey. Your ripped. <laughs> Damn, man. Winter is coming for you.